Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello everyone, welcome to Redman Radio, the Liverpool podcast. I am Paul Mate and I'm joined by Tom Dutton this week as Chris Pajak celebrates the birthday. Not birth. <laughs> that, was, that was two years ago of uh, of one of his daughters. Um so fair play, Tom. Hi. Yeah, I hope you had a good day. I'm, i mean yeah, it's a weird setup. I'm not used these mics before, but we have got yeah, we have got new microphones and the the we we used them last week to yeah. be fair, and the arm was broken on one of them and it, it led to <laughs> some some severe bodging. Um, but no, I'm pleased to say that they are they strong and stable. Yeah, yeah, you know, unlike the British government. Um, <laughs> kick off question, out of football, Paul. <laughs> so just to, <laughs> yeah, we did have we did have a uh, someone commented about Brazilian politics on our Red Men subscribers That's Facebook true. group, and someone reported the post. I don't know. I don't know the lot. Um, um, yeah, we're not going to get sucked into no, it. No, no, no. Um, no, we're not going to get <laughs> so tempted to dive in. I know. So tempted to dive in. Anyway, uh, Liam MGSN at Liam EJM on Twitter says, Melwood is suddenly becoming engulfed in a battle royale situation. Who's the last man standing? Now, I presume by this, I'm going to go with the modern version of battle royale a la Fortnite, a la Player yeah, Unknown yeah. Battlegrounds, as opposed to the Japanese slasher film. I mean, I, I reckon they've just, like, picked up weapons and gone at each other. I don't think there's many guns in Melwood. But we're talking about this world where it's, it's an ever-decreasing circle yeah. that you're allowed, to, you're allowed to exist within. Around Melwood, who, for you, is the man that comes out on top? I've got a few, right, because it's Allison because he's huge, is the, is the mm-hmm. first thing. Moreno, because he'll run away and hide. But then I was thinking, I was like, no, 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 you've got to think smart. Paul Kelly is the head of physiotherapy, right? right? He knows every <laughs> single one of the players' weaknesses. Oh, wow. There you go. Wow, so it's a real outsider. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's not that a guy wouldn't be expected. Okay, I like that. To be fair, Moreno, it's it's quite frankly shocking how often Moreno comes up as an answer to these type yeah. of random questions that we get and I think there's two reasons why because I think because he, of his size thing yeah. I think that plays a massive part because you know, he can get into like vents and stuff like, like that he's like Dr. No in, uh, in Goldeneye he's more like odd job odd job which not is clearly Dr. what no, you're clearly yeah. the reference you're going for oh, yeah, yeah. In, in Goldeneye on the N64 <laughs> where he's so much smaller than everyone else and therefore he's harder to hit mm-hmm. um, he is a bit of a cheat yeah he's a bit of a cheat character in that regard so I think I, I, I think I think he would be a good chance. I think similarly, uh, you know, in terms of is it is it a positional awareness thing that you might need because you need to know where to be at, the, at what time. So are we talking? I mean, Virgil Van Dyke is the ultimate man. Oh, how did I forget about Virgil Van Dyke? Mm. He's even bigger than Allison. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think, but then the maybe stamina comes into it because James Milner can run for days. Mm. Obviously, f- more than the others, he could just run away. He's not the fastest. But sometimes that doesn't matter. Sometimes you keep bringing you this running away. away thing as a, ta- as a tactic. Well, I mean, I'm not You're running f- into the fray, surely, if you want to win at Battle Royale. It's true, but I just don't play these games because I'm really bad and scared of them. Okay, sounds okay. That's absolutely fine. If this was a game <laughs> of Rocket League, you know, <laughs> maybe for next week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me know your suggestions then if you're if you're watching or if you're listening. If you're watching on YouTube, in the comments. If you are listening, um, tweet us using hashtag. LFC Battle Royale. I like that. And who's your winner? Um, to at the Redmen TV. That'll be absolutely magic. Uh, news in brief then. James Milner has a hamstring injury off the back of the Man City game. Uh, there's talk of him being back by November with the Arsenal game being mm. targeted for that one. Kenny Lloyd on uh, on Facebook asked... Uh, 
What will happen, pardon me, what will happen now that Milner is out for a month? Uh, I'll be devastated. Really? Uh, I am devastated because I think he's such a massive part of the midfield. Obviously, he's probably, I mean, I was about to say he's not the best midfielder, and I, t- I think he is, stats-wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, before the City game, a lot of stats came out, and he was he was top in terms of every midfielder in the Premier League for quite a few of them, especially in the top five for quite a few of yeah. like distance covered, chances created, passes. I had them written down somewhere, but I just didn't bring it down because I'm stupid. But he, look, he's a massive part of that rotational system that we've got, and the fact that it's not been a rotational system because he's been so good in there speaks volumes. I, part of me thinks this is a big opportunity. I talk about this a lot and how sometimes players... You can have a sliding doors moment where they might just never get a look in, and then it never really happens for them. But so other, other players, there's an injury crisis. A player steps in. I mean, a, a perfect example of this right now is both Joe Gomez and Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. You could argue for just the right back situation, but then expand the Gomez stuff out to the centre back stuff with yeah, Dejan yeah. Lovren's injury at the, uh, at the back end of the, the, the preseason. So. There's something here for Fabinho, there's something here for Keita, there's something here potentially we've talked about Shaqiri getting a go in, in the midfield. Adam Lallana's just coming back, he's back in training, you know, yeah. another week, another couple of weeks for him, might get him ready. I don't think anyone's looking to rely on Adam Lallana these days, but foolish to, to write him off at the same time. I think the big thing that he brings is that cover to the fullback. He's yeah. just immense at it. You watch him cover Robert Milner, sorry, yeah. yeah. He, and and that's what the other players need to be getting better at. Cater obviously isn't there. We saw that against City when we just stopped using that left hand side where Milner can fill in at left back and Robertson can storm up the pitch. Yeah. And we just don't have that I don't think with any other player in the team. So if if other people can learn that then fine. But he's he's so good and so comfortable on the ball in these type positions it's so hard to replace that. It, 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 yeah, you're right. The amount of times where he is left back yeah. on that side, and then two minutes later he's on the wing, crossing the ball in like the opposite wing, and you know how much he, how much of the ground he actually covers in that regard. Um, so no, I, it will require a bit of a rethink. And I think as we saw, we got a question um, that we're going to discuss in a bit more depth and detail on the subscriber Q&A. Sorry, it's wobbling everywhere. I'm just. <laughs> um, we're going to discuss Naby Keita in a bit more depth, but we saw him come against Man City, and I think he, he he had to play a bit more of a conservative role than he would normally do. Yeah. So, which is telling to how important again James Milner's role is. So, no, it's going to be very interesting to see. And we've not really talked about Fabinho yet. Could be his big, could be his big chance because you could theoretically we've seen glimpses of this. Maybe it's a chance to see Jordan Henderson further up the field because yeah. he's probably the next best option who understands the full role of the midfield. That would be nice. I mean, you you think about. When we were talking about rotation, I think it was late last season and sort of at the start of this one, You, we always know that we're going to have a rotational sort of midfield where that's why Gene Wijnaldum can kind of fill in when Hendo needs Everyone to drop out Everyone can do there. everything in that midfield. Exactly, yeah. so Fabinho can just slot in and then let Genie and Hendo push on for segments of the game and then we can slot into a nice two with Genie maybe further yeah. forward. That, that could be a really nice um, option for our midfield. I, I want to see more of Fabinho, yeah. if I'm honest, and I'm glad now that uh, obviously this applies to a lot of the midfield that we're going to see it against lesser teams where, look, we're not on the back foot for portions of the game. We're literally just the attackers and yeah. I think we're going to benefit massively. And having Fabinho in there, if he's if if you can make the case that he's more of a DM than, than Jordan Enzo or than any other midfielder yeah. we've got in that team, that, in a very base football logic, provides you with a better platform, with a more stable platform, you know, and maybe he, he, he can focus more on the defensive and maybe you don't need two guys for the job if you've got a, a Fabinho who's fully integrated but that's the issue is at the minute I feel like we'll probably make use of what we've got as opposed to seeing something drastic because I don't think we're ready to unleash the next the next thing we, something we'll pick up again in a second that's because we're going to talk about the Man City game um, Jaden Sancho uh, being linked yeah oh please so they sold him for 10 million to Borussia Dortmund City City did. They offered him thirty k a week to stay, and he was like, "No, because I want to play more football," which is amazing. He's mm-hmm. probably looked at Kevin De Bruyne in there and gone, "Well, he's left, and now he's the best player in the in the Premier League yeah. because he's not getting stifled at Chelsea." Yeah. Um, and obviously, it didn't really work out with the other guy who left, who's now a he's a lower league, lower lower down in the Premier League. Can't remember his name. Played in Germany squad. Doesn't matter. Um, but. 
it's one of them where he's going there and he and he's lighting it up. Yeah, he's really, really good, and he's English, which yeah. which can just get all the English players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that exactly. I I I agree on this. I think you're seeing a little, a few of these players doing this kind of stuff. You saw Adam Ola Luckman go on loan uh, to to Leipzig last season from Everton, and then not this season, and he's not really getting. You know, he's he's, he's not fitting in with Everton yeah. this season at all. He's one. I, I keep keep coming back to this. Liverpool are one player light. I think for the front three, and I've been saying the model for me. The, the if you're going to do a search. On whatever, on whatever footy-related game that you're playing, it is age between 19 to 21, yeah. and it's pace, and it's you know, uh, and it's an eye for goal as well. And I think he, he fits that. I don't know whether it is him, but you know, I'd, I'd reference like a Ryan Sessegnon and a couple mm. of and we talked about Pulisic have been mentioned in the past, etc. The English connection, I think, will work well, work well in our favour. It's a daft thing to consider, but Daniel Sturridge. Being at Liverpool has got that you can go having left Man City as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Going to Chelsea, you've got him as well, and and obviously an English connection to be able to go, mate. Look, if you want to do this, is Liverpool's a good place to come. I think you've got a potential there, but yeah, that's it's, that's the kind of the kind of place we should be looking to target. It's the price for me though. Hundred mil and City have the first refusal, don't they? Which is massive for me. I think Man City can literally just go, yeah, sorry, we offered you thirty k a week. You are obviously much better than that. Do you want to be a regular first-team player? Obviously, you're battling with Sané and Sterling, which is miles harder than battling with no-one for cover for Mane, really. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's one of them. I get him if we can because... 100 million's ludicrous. Yeah, and I don't think he would. I think the only thing that, that makes that difficult is the Usman Dembele to Barcelona stuff because yeah. Dembele was never worth in excess of 100 million. It was just the situation that developed. But once you've set that precedent mm. in Dortmund, they're not soft when it comes to, to selling people. And in particular, the German league is not soft because they see English clubs coming and rub their hands together, don't they? Um, so yeah, that would be it would be difficult in that, in, in that mode. But... You can't look past. I think there's obviously we've got the the Klopp Dortmund connection is 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 still a nice thing, and the fact that you know there, there will be links there to Sancho. So yeah, I, I would be perfectly happy if we do this and yeah. keep coming back to it. Who's asked about the money? Because if you can get someone and, he, and he's good and he's yeah. got the if he's got the potential to go on and and better our front three at, over a longer period of time, then yeah, great. And it's a different type type of player. I think yeah. he he the amount of assists he's scored from the positions that he's playing. He would fit right into that team, but I think he'd he'd be, he'd fit the mold of kind of going into the ten in mm-hmm. a weird, you know, like how Mane likes to play it yeah. or Klopp likes to play Mane, I should say, just going. Obviously, we could play it as a winger, drift in and let us play through the centre a bit more. I yeah. think he'd be perfect for that. Brilliant. Uh, Mohamed Salah, uh, at time of recording, had 52% of the public <laughs> vote for the Ballon d'Or. Obviously, yeah. um, Salah does not lose public votes. I mean, ultimately, it has no bearing on who wins the Ballon d'Or, so it doesn't really give us any strong indication. I feel as though, I felt strongly at the back end of the season that if we'd won the European Cup and if he'd gone on and had a... Good World Cup. He didn't yeah. even need to have a, a you know a great World Cup. If he'd say gotten Egypt out of their group, yeah, um, I think he could have won. I think he could have won this. I just don't think he can. That's it. I mean, he hasn't done enough, which is mad. He's Premier League top scorer, hardest league to really get that. Being pushed by a very good striker and Harry Kane and others, um, Sergio Aguero as well, Raheem Sterling. Just it's it, it's hard for me because obviously I want him to win it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's he's. Like he is worthy of it because he's unbelievable and yeah. he's Mohamed Salah and he's the best player ever. Yeah. But look, Messi, <laughs> Ronaldo, Ronaldo won the Champions League. Yeah. And scored a hat trick in the World Cup. Yeah. And you've got Modric won the Champions League. You've got the player, final yeah. of the World Cup. You've yeah. got you know you've got the French lads inevitably. Mbappe. Gonna, there's going to be a, I think there's going to be a clamour to get Mbappe. I think Footy is waiting for this Ronaldo Messi takeover. Who's going to who's going to surpass them as mm-hmm. the best players in the world? I do have a slight feeling that we're probably going to get one more season of it being Messi or Ronaldo, and Ronaldo's an easy enough one because oh, yeah. again he's won he's you know he's just won back to back three back to back European Cups or he's whatever. So yeah, and, and he and he's moved he's moved to Juventus and he's. By all accounts, not doing the business, but he's doing all right over there. Mm-hmm. He's still fit, you know what yeah. I mean, for his age. He he's done it for so many years. 
I think you're right. I think it is just going to be one of them two. It's, and it's Ronaldo. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, yeah, we're not going to go too much in depth on the on the news and stuff. We do that on the Reds News Roundup show. That is our good friend Steve Horse show on the RedmenTV.com, where all of these points, presumably, and a whole lot more, because Steve runs Reed Liverpool. Yeah. So yeah. he knows all of the stories. He knows all the inside track. <laughs> he is good at it. To be fair, he I mean, really there's always some some. It's not all. There's some fun and games in there as well. I always, I'm, I'm, I'm behind the camera for quite a few of them. They're just boss. Yeah, brilliant show. So get over there and uh, and watch the rest of these roundup, which will be going out on Thursday this week on the website, um, as well as a whole host of other things as well. To be fair, including our interview with Bruce Grabbelar, which is very, very good. Mm. Manchester City at the weekend just gone. Then Tom nil uh, nil draw. I think it's fair to say, and it seems to be the the common thread coming out of this analysing the game was there was a lot of respect shown on both sides. Oh, definitely, and I think. A lot of respect, but we both teams still had a go, and mm. I think it was a testament to both teams' position, positional awareness, the defensive shape, I should say, I guess, and and we we just stifled each other, and and not even in a bad way. It wasn't a bad game. I really enjoyed watching it, and as a neutral, I think that's the perfect way to 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 watch a game. That's the best nil nil I've ever seen. Let's put it that way. Because both teams were going for it. Yeah. There was there was saves at either end. It could have been won, it wasn't won. And and the two best managers really in, in the Premier League with the two best teams in the Premier League, it's always gonna be a good game. Yeah, I I, I, I completely agree and I, I can't unpick Liverpool's start and, the, and and more importantly the recent run of fixtures that that we've had. And we're gonna come on to talk uh, Comparatively, how Liverpool season stacks up to to Chelsea, City, and and some of the outsiders at the minute. Obviously, Arsenal, Chelsea in, in part two. Um, but yeah, I I'm I'm happy with where it is yeah. because the 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 risk reward thing. Whilst the reward is great, being three points clear of City doesn't win you the league. No. But being three points behind. And all, and then being on a run where you've lost two games back to back, or you've lost three of your last four games, etc., etc., and the psychological damage of having that, I think we, on the balance of it, I think our approach, I, I was, I've made peace with our approach. I, I, I'd, I'd have liked to have seen us just go and win that game. Yeah. But on the balance of it, yeah, fit, fair enough. People just don't win games like that against City. City are one of the hardest teams to come up against. The you, If you watch Chris's statue, which went out before today, which is boss, he goes on there and, and there's a there's a graph which just shows Liverpool and City concede the, both the least amount of chances mm-hmm. every single game and City are the ones who concede well, the least. the two best defensive records in the Premier League yeah. so far this season. And and you've got to be, always be careful. There's a reason why first half we didn't push our wing-backs up, our full-backs up mm-hmm. so high. It's because... You can't do that against no. City. We did in the second half when when we created a bit more space and let Joe Gomez go up. And look, we could have got a few goals from that on another day if the balls were better. Mm-hmm. And the ball to Sturridge was a great ball, but it just didn't have enough pace on it, and he couldn't direct it towards goal fast enough. But I mean, you, you've got to you've got to show respect to go back to the start. You've got to. It's Pep Guardiola. It's the it's the the champions. It's. It's such a tough game. It's and coloured I, I, by the fact that we have a really good record against them at Anfield, yeah. um, and that's what makes it a little takes a little bit of of the shine off it to some extent because there will always be that feeling that we've got we've really got a hold over them at Anfield, and I think it was telling that Pep Guardiola, who has been so bullish in talking about how he's never going to change his approach and his approach is his approach, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that even he adapted. They, were, they oh, didn't they right? didn't go for it. We said this for as much as people say we should have had a go. We should have put Salah on and we sorry we should have put Shakiri on and we should have put an extra man and we should have really really gone for the game to take it by the scruff of the neck. They didn't do that either. It's not like City smelled blood and thought we're going to push on here. It was on it played on a knife edge, and you know it. It, it was going to take. I, I said in the, the one of the, the reaction shows to it that it felt like it was bubbling under one goal was going to kick it all off. But equally, the one goal ultimately would have been what the what, what absolutely decided the game. So. Yeah, I think it was. I guess if you're a negative sort of person, you can yeah. say both managers kind of bottled it. But at the same time, at the same time, I think Pep Guardiola will be happy because they've got a terrible record at Anfield, yeah. and a point is a good point for them. And I think, I think if we played them in February, I think this would be a more disappointing result. Yeah. But given who we played and given the run of games that we've just come out of, I think I can look at that. Eight, you know, the eight first first eight Premier League fixtures, and include the games that we've played in Europe as well, and go, 
yeah, you know what, fair enough. I think another thing for me is the momentum thing, and obviously not a winner momentum, but it's a momentum of, I'm, I'm, I think I'm right in saying we haven't conceded a goal at Anfield in the Premier League this season. I think I'm right in saying we haven't, did we, did we lose against Chelsea at Anfield? Is that, when is that? That was 2-1. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the Premier League, we haven't lost at Anfield, and you've got to keep that kind of thing going, mm-hmm. you've, and obviously that could all go Against against the next team we play at Anfield, I feel I saw a stat, and I don't know how true this is that we we've kept ten consecative clean sheets at Anfield. And you know, again, it, it's Twitter, so it's not corroborated. But if someone wants to, to validate this for me, I think Man United. It's the last time it seems done that was Man United back in like ninety two or so, ninety three or something. Yeah, so, so um, but look, I mean, defensively we played really well. Obviously, they could have won it. Uh, but they had, we stopped them having so many shots on goal. This team that creates chances is so fluid in attack, and we just went no. I I look at the games. The amount of times Man United have come to Anfield, and it was it's more prevalent under Mourinho, and he's come and he's done a park the bus job, and he's mm-hmm. still he's sort of nullify what Liverpool do because there's more benefit uh, getting away, getting a point, and showing the world that the opponents can be stopped. Yeah. And 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 you're at a sign of defensive strength is is got a real positive value, yeah. and that's the thing. Yeah, look, if we if we absolutely trounced them four 0 you saw what message that sent yeah. last season when they did the same when they did that to us at the Etihad. That was an option available to us, but there's the same notion of there's bits that and look. Some people can do this to Liverpool too, but there will be lessons that the other teams will watch that and go, how did Liverpool keep? City quiet. This is the areas of the pitch where they were defended, and you know, in, in a perfect world, maybe we've set a little bit of a, t- a template yeah. to stop City because I think I still think people think they can stop Liverpool from scoring, whereas Man City have built up this aura of yeah. absolute invincibility. Like you know, we're going to come, we're going to absolutely kill you. And and I think talking about lessons learned, Klopp will have looked at that Chelsea results, both of them, and gone. We are getting battered on the wings here because we're leaving too much space in behind yeah. when we push them on. And again, we we we've changed our game plan really well. And I think obviously we're talking about the run later, but the run that we've had has been so tough and demanding on these players. We haven't really rotated at all in the midfield, especially. And to come out of this with the with the points that we've got, joint top, we're on we're on City's heels, we're on Chelsea's heels. And we can push on from this. Yeah. We've got a few easy fixtures. I'm saying easy because mm-hmm. no fixtures easy. Yeah. But look, we've got Huddersfield next, and they're not doing very well. We just go out there and just go, there we go. Yeah. And, and we'll, we can now start progressing against a few easy teams where we have the ball, let us show other people our free scoring. Because that's what City have done when yeah. we've not had the chance to do that. These Those top six clashes are so important. I think they're going to be vital this season. Not in so much as... They're going to be the things that win. The, maybe they're the things that ultimately decide the title. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the 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 thing to them is is that people are looking to them as being here's a good chance to, for a six pointer. Yeah. Here's a good chance to put some distance. And that's why there's probably there's a value to nullifying those games. And then what do you do? You leave it down to your ability to put everyone else away. And what Liverpool have shown so far, and we're kind of going into party, but we'll pick up on this in a minute, is that we're showing already that we can handle the the other teams because the only points we've dropped so far have been against good teams yeah. and okay it's very small sample range but the fact that they, our, our closest opponents have dropped points against teams that they should be beating that should be seen as a positive for Liverpool the only negative I can kind of take from it is we should be winning our home games against these big teams mm-hmm. obviously City are going to go at the Etihad we won three points against Liverpool uh, obviously we did that against Spurs which was great but that that's the only negative I can take from it you're taking a point from the champions and let's not forget look we can say that Liverpool are the best team I firmly believe we are the best team in the world because that's just who I am that's, yeah. I'm a Liverpool supporter but You've got to know your level sometimes as well, and yeah. City are right next to us on that we, level. I I think because I think there's a there's a there's a potential there where people can like look at the season and go, oh, we'll extrapolate that out over the full length of the season. Liverpool won't win the league, and it's mm. like, yeah, but to be fair, we've they've still got to play. They haven't played Chelsea, no, and they haven't played Spurs yet, who we have played. Yeah, and as much as yes, we've got to go to City at, at the Etihad, and that will be that'll be important. And if we lose that, then not having picked up the extra two points at Anfield could prove to be important. But it puts loads more pressure on them to get that because yes, they've got that advantage. But as I say, there's going to be game weeks where they've got to play Chelsea and they've got to play Spurs. And as the season, the full season average, up, we they will be equivalent weeks where we're playing. 
someone far more beatable than yeah. they are in those. So there's an opportunity there where Chelsea, if Chelsea drop points, at, if, if sorry, if City drop points like we did at Chelsea, well, Liverpool will capitalise twice there because we will pick up, we will we will pick up if we win our game week, we'll pick up two points on both of our nearest rivals. So you know that's why. It's interesting to look how the season's likely to pan out, which we'll do momentarily. Um, before we dive into where we're at and looking at you know at comparisons with the last season, etc., which is really interesting stuff. Um, a little plug for a wonderful show that we have on the RedmenTV.com, hosted by my partner in crime today, Mr. Tom mm. Dutton, and that is the Man of the Match podcast. So look, Dejan Lovren, four clearances in the game, four out of five tackles won, eight out of 11 duels won. 87% pass accuracy and 4 out of 10 long balls completed and look he's came in against the best attack in the league there slotted in Joe Gomez has been fantastic and he hasn't put a foot out of like obviously apart from that one silly mistake which didn't cost us so it doesn't matter he didn't put a foot wrong and he made some brilliant tackles in there he, he, that, that one from Jesus stands out to me where he just goes Right, he's coming at me, I could let him go in the box and then it might be a danger or I just put a foot in, made a brilliant tackle and then just strode away with it. A few of them just no-nonsense clearances into the stands and that's what you need when you're playing against a team like City. You need you need just to just go, no, we're going to stifle everything that you do. City let him have the ball and he used it quite well for me. Uh, it's not something that he's always been very good at but he fires balls along the ground into Mo Salah's feet, into Bobby Firmino's feet. And it just helped us kind of build from the back like that. And I just thought, you're coming in to that defence, you've got to be good. And he was. Yes, so after every match, Tom and his little gang of merry men get together, yeah. interact with the viewers, get your polls, get your thoughts on, on the best players, talk through it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a belt a little Yeah, show. I enjoy it. It's, it it's, it's different from the final word. And the final word is, is, is a roundup of the whole game. It encapsulates everything that's brilliant. But the, the man of the match is focusing on players individually and talking about their role in the team and, and, and how they performed and what we want to see from them and how, you know what I mean just, just that kind of thing we we focus in on the players and I, I think it makes for a different discussion anyway. yeah, it adds into our full roundup uh, of, of every game obviously as, as Tom mentions there we've got the final word show we obviously do a bit on this podcast as well we've got the instant match reaction that goes out on YouTube immediately after after the game uh, then we've got the stats and tactics mm. show what Chris is doing so you know whether you want to look at the game as a whole in a more light hearted sense whether you want to look at it from a deep dive statistical point of view or you want to look as Tom says about the players we've got you covered on the redmentv.com so get over if you enjoy what we're doing here we've got the podcast version of everything so you can get it on your phone you can get it on your on the go or you can have it on your telly or you can have it on uh, your desktop as well and we've got a site revamp coming this week very very exciting loads of very cool mm. new features uh, lots of stuff that people have been asking us for uh, we're finally going to be able to deliver upon it looks boss it does well. look very very good so yeah stay tuned for more news on that of course but yeah in the interim go over some amazing content that we're producing there exclusive stuff as well you know we've got this interview with Bruce Grabelar coming up this week uh, which was great we had him in the, the studio he's nuts he's absolutely nuts I'm, I'm currently editing that and there's bits where I keep I, I've watched it like five times and I keep laughing at bits because uh, but it's an insight as well you're sitting there You obviously often you talk about play, a lot of goalkeepers come out and go well how can you judge my position uh, when you're not a goalkeeper, and he and and he has some insight into our ex goalkeepers and current goalkeepers. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Um, that and of course the the off mentioned Jurgen Klopp interview. It's three years since Jurgen Klopp took over. I sat down with him in the summer. That full interview's on the website. There's a little bit with Trent Alexander Arnold from the back end of the last season. Lucas Lever a year ago. In fact, we were in Rome chatting wow. to Lucas. Yeah, uh, that's on there as well. Really, really good stuff. So yeah. Anyway, plug over. Get over to redmantv.com. <laughs> Sign up. It's free for the first month. You can go and have a little look around and see how you get on. Anyway, let's have a little bit of a look at, at, at a wider sense then, Tom. Obviously, we, we've we've reached this international break, and I think it was either would have been Ross or Bailey put out some like sum up the, the reaching the international break in a gif, and I I started it and realised that you know I, I have very limited time and spent <laughs> finding quite the right gif wasn't yeah. really necessary for me, but it was one of have a big sit down and and have a big sense of palpable relief because this has been a fairly gruelling few weeks. It has been, and I, and I think it's tested our, our squad, which obviously we know that it's a really good squad and it's been bolstered, but like you're looking, you can't, sometimes you just can't use, you can't use Fabinho and Shaqiri and, and, and Keita all the time because yeah. they're not fully integrated yet. And, and that, was the, that was the hardest thing for me. We've come up against PSG in a Champions League tie. Yeah. I know it's group stages, but that's a tough game and mm. we've won that. And, 
and there's so many like so I've got here we 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 won seven, drawn two, lost two last season. In eleven games, we'd won five, drawn four, lost two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's already a step up. And last season, we had lesser opposition. Yeah. In terms of like Champions League and stuff. Yeah, and we still had one of the uh, Paul Tompkins has, has done a fantastic article on this on the Tompkins Times. I referenced it on the latest video on my my personal YouTube channel. But I, I'll reference it again because it, it's brilliant. The fact this whole website's brilliant as well. Mm-hmm. But he talks about the this is Liverpool's hardest start to a season that they've had in the Premier League era. And last season was was it was that. Up until that point as well. Yeah. Um, what I, what I think is really interesting. We talk about the, using the squad. This is where this is where our approach has been different this season, and why I think this international break is massive. Provided everyone comes back healthy and they're still playing games over there because it's the Nations League. If you want to see a massive argument on that, Ross and Ben had a massive argument on that on the Iran League podcast, which is out today. Let me have a guess. Ben likes the idea of the Nations League. Ben really likes England. Ross, not not. I don't think they like the fact that they're playing more games, but Ben wants to see more England. I think I, I wonder how much of your percentage of wool you are means that you like England or not. <laughs> well, on the slight scale, so well, exactly. But like Ross is slightly less wool. Yeah, yeah. He's from Southport. He's from Mer- he's from Merseyside, isn't he? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, oh, Barely. then yeah, Ben's is Wigan. Is that great in Manchester? Or is it? Wigan? I don't really know. It doesn't really matter. It's it's only a funny comment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry um, to derail you completely. Sorry, yeah. But what what's really interesting was a point made to me by I was chatting to me uh, cousin about this this week, and he he made a really interesting point was Liverpool at the first half of last season with the most rotated side in the Premier League mm. by an absolute mile, not just by a couple of players. Like it was massive. It was a gulf between the neck us and the next side, the amount of players that have been used or rotated elevens. And you mentioned it before we haven't really done that when no. you consider it. By and large, you, the only pl- the players you've got your eleven that started against the, the weekend. You'd swap, obviously, Gomez to centre half, Trent at right back. That's you've got that, and then it's been more or less probably at this point it's about equal between Henderson and Cater in terms mm-hmm. of the minutes they've yeah, played. Yeah. And then in addition to that, like Daniel Sturridge, you look at his stats in terms of goals and goals to, to games, and it's like oh, that's a decent return. He's played forty six minutes in yeah. the Premier League this season, and he's got three goals or something, which is Sound. The you let, then look at a Shakiri who's been used very very sparingly, and Fabinho. I don't think Fabinho's even been used in the league yet. Am I right in right in saying he got came on in Europe, didn't he? Yeah, he's and not he, been used in the league. Yeah, so he, he came on for Chelsea League Cup. Yeah, yeah so he's um, the we have by and large pretty much used 13, 14 maybe players. Yeah. And that's a that is a, a stark contrast to what we did, but it's telling. Look at our looking at the league table from this time last year. We were on we're, now we're on twenty points, haven't played eight. We've only obviously we've dropped the points by two draws. This time last year we were on thirteen points. We're already seven points better off after eight games played in the Premier we're on League. Twenty points. We're on twenty points. Sorry, now. Oh, yeah. Is that what did I say? You said twenty, but I thought we were on eighteen. Now. Yeah. No, we're on twenty points. Oh yeah, cool. Sorry. Okay. Carry on. Thanks, Tom. I was, just, I was just baffled. I was like, hmm. Okay, how do you think we would have constructed 18 points? I don't know. I read it on the internet. Oh, wow, <laughs> there you go. Um, this is corroborated and it is an actual fact. Don't be, don't be sucked in. This is not a Donald Trump broadcast. Um, Liverpool are right now, this season, 18-19 on 20 points. That's what I said, yeah. 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 <laughs> Swear to God, I said 20. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Joints on 20 points with Man City and Chelsea. Of course, we're in third on goal difference. This time last year, after eight played, we had 13 points. So we're already seven yeah. points better off. The goal difference is more is the stark one. We've actually, despite the fact that people talk about our attack not clicking yet, we've scored two more goals this season than we had done at this point last year. We only scored thirteen, and we conceded twelve to this season <laughs> three. So this time last year, we were seven points worse off, and we were eleven worse off in goal difference. We were just plus one goal difference. City were on twenty two points this time last year, which means that yeah, we were what nine points behind Man City already. At harder. this stage of the season, um, and it's telling as well. They, their output slightly lowered this time around. They've actually scored about four less goals, um, and they've conceded one one less. But you know, kind of by the by, that for me is the, for whatever the criticisms are of how Liverpool might be playing and any worries about how we are in an attacking sense. We are level on points at the top of the league. Yeah. We are actually performing better than we did last season, and, and we are we've taken a completely different approach to doing this and it's it's this is a double edged sword I realize I'm sort of talking a lot of no, time I will come to you. we haven't ro- we haven't rotated so we've 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 doubled down on this stretch of the season mm. I think mm. and that's the one thing that we're going to have to get into a swing of yet and that's where a big x factor remains we haven't integrated these new lads properly into the team yet either it's brilliant i mean the big i love defensive the defensive side of football and we've got a settled back five now paul yeah. And we've got players, Dejan Lovren came in and can be a part of that and yeah. not unsettle it. And well, we just rotated two of our back five yeah. that's been it, it totally established so far this season that's been the best defence we've had in God knows how long. And we kept a clean sheet against the champions. It's unreal. Like I I just love the fact that look, everyone now knows their role. And that was the big thing for me last season. And since Klopp came in and, and under Rodgers, no one knew what was going on mm-hmm. at the back. And now everyone's calm, everyone's collected, everyone knows what's happening. And that's massive. Even the the defensive rotation from the midfield, and I talked about James Milner and Robertson before, but even on the other side where the fullbacks know they can push up and the and the defensive midfielders know when to drop in. They know all the roles in. It's seamless. Everything's coached perfectly. Everyone knows what they're doing, and that's why we haven't changed it up because you've got to. Keep that mould and then show Fabinho. See what that player's doing there. This is what you're learning on the on the tra- this is what you're learning on the training pitch. Naby Keita, this is what you need to learn. Obviously, you want your further forward, but you're gonna have to know this stuff anyway. And it's just it, the only the only thing for me is the front three's not clicking. But then we don't have that attacking mid. That's what Keita needs to be. Mm-hmm. But because we've come up against these amazing sides. We've not been able to flourish in that. I've seen two people, two different people, message me once on Twitter, and I got one in a YouTube comment, and it was, "Do we think the Bouvatch is a, is a is a the reason why we're not attacking as well?" And I think this is the thing I have is that we're looking for we look for conspiracy theories, we're looking for like reasons to be dead, doom and gloom, and negative all things. I say it again. League-wise, mm-hmm. we are we are we are scoring more goals than we did this time yeah. this time last year, and this was a te- that was a team that got better as the season wore on. It was a team that ended up in the European Cup final, and equally, what people all c- continue to overlook, uh, and yet it's actually been a major discussion point. Buvac left at the same time that Alex Oxley Chamberlain got injured, mm. so we lost that guy who was the guy who actually helped us kick up a, a level last yeah. season as well. I think. It's hard. We've seen Liverpool teams focus on attack, and and we've we, got us exactly. It's got it's got us great football, amazing games of football yeah. where and just excitement and oh they've scored a goal but we've just scored three and then they've scored another one. But now we're seeing a Liverpool team focusing on defence, mm-hmm. and for me, obviously the football's not fantastic, yeah. but we've still got the quality up front that's slotting these chances away that you need to do when you're a top team but we're building from the back and it's what Mourinho's built titles upon you don't win the league in the first 8 games or the first 15 games but you can absolutely throw it away exactly and too often and again let's rewind the clock 12 months we were 9 points off the pace in the title race after eight games yeah. played, and that 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 was done. The second, but you know, basically the second that we left the um, we left the Etihad, it was it was it was almost done and dusted psychologically as well. I think mm. we were a bit broken mm. after that. 
we have we have doubled down so far this season on making sure because it I we won't know and this my strong suspicion I thought we were going to go and try and blitz the league very early on yeah, this yeah. season and I actually think we it doesn't feel like we are we because done, yeah. We're, but it, yeah it doesn't feel like we are because we're not we're not battering in teams yeah. but we have put our strongest team out and we've gone to get as many points on the board with with an established team we've not gambled yeah. by trying new systems or doing anything anything mad along the way apart from that first half against Southampton where we experimented with Shaqiri yeah. um, because you need to be there or thereabouts and I don't think we necessarily any one of us would have expected to be level on points at the top of the league at, at, at this stage given the run of fixtures but that's where we are and we've earned, we've earned the right to be there now it's a gamble in so much as, as I say, we've not integrated these new lads yet. But we didn't. There's a lot of those new lads weren't integrated this time last year either. No, exactly. Even the likes of James Milner, who'd been at the club for two seasons, yeah. wasn't integrated in the midfield. It was only I think I'm right in saying it was around the Maribor game he started to come. He started so, yeah. to come in, yeah. and that was when his, his his season kicked off, and he was With a real Robertson as yeah, well. Ex, ex, you know, Robertson still was like December before we yeah, started yeah. to see Robertson play for us consistently. So. We've got the gamble here of we are going to have to integrate these lads, and that might you know because we've had this in the past with the Rogers, we stuck to one team too much in thirteen, yeah, yeah. fourteen, and then when we needed those extra lads, they were just totally out of rhythm. If we can do that, and I think this is what we're doubling down on, I think what we're actually bringing in is three lads who are completely fresh yeah. in a season where everyone's legs are going to fall off at the bat in the last two months of the season because of the World Cup. It's it, it's brilliant and, and I think even it's mad because I wonder whether we're going to change formations in a way and mm-hmm. go to a four-two-three-one like we did when Klopp first came in because I'm wondering how you are we gonna? Are we gonna? Is it gonna be Fabinho, Hendo, and then let Naby kind of sit up there, especially against some of the lower league, lower lower teams in yeah. the league? We've just got so much scope for for doing loads of stuff. I, it is it is a mad one. I trust in Klopp to do whatever he's gonna do because I've trusted him and he's been amazing. It's interesting because it was a point raised. I think it was Graham Souness might have raised it, and the Echo talked about it. Was look at the three midfielders that we were targeting this yeah. summer, albeit we'll add Cater into it, even though it was the summer before. Fabinho, Keita and Fakir, mm-hmm. all three of them could potentially have played in the same team. And then you've got your proper six, you've got your box-to-box, but more attacking box-to-box mm-hmm. in Keita. And then you've got your driving, creative goal-scoring, 15-goal-a-season attacking mid in there as well. And I wonder whether, as much as people keep saying this, and I know Chris is a big advocate of this 4-2-3-1, I still look at what Man City are doing, and I still wonder whether that's where we're we're still moving towards having that. Because I think last season, I think we, I think we'd have had that. I think if Lallana had stayed fit and Coutinho hadn't been a gobshite, yeah. I think we might have started the season with them too as it, you know, as, as more of a more five and five effectively. You got your back four and your six, and then you've got your two attacking mids linking up with your with your with your front three. Yeah. So there's as much potential we actually go even even bolder in that and, that and that's the big thing is we we said at the start of the season look we knew Oxley Chamberlain were going to be out and then Adam Lallana got injured but when we did a show on the squad depth and we were like this is the position here this link up bit and we just didn't know what was going to happen and the big blow is the two people who are integrated and could show Naby how to get into that like he's having to watch reruns from last season yeah. now instead of watching us against Southampton yeah. or not so that's a bad example because Shakiri was there but the, you know, it, it's so hard to, to show these players like James Law or even Rwanda the year yeah. Lallana at the peak doing the role and then going oh that's how it's exactly. done I get to see it in a live how game do I, and, and it's other players then knowing because we've had to change our midfield system we saw it against City we had a, we had a front, front three which he broke through and then we had a, a midfield three which he had to break through and that's it. You need to be. I mean, all the players in the system. So the right back needs to know that player is going to be there. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't know that because we're playing a different system, it's so hard. And then yeah. that the chopping and changing. And that's why the international stuff so frustrating. Is I want a week off where he can all sit there yeah. and train it through, but he <laughs> can't do that. Yeah, of course. Um, let's have a quick look then, because we, we, something we keep we've been talking a lot about is obviously Liverpool's opening fixture run. And as mentioned, Paul Tompkins said it was it's the hardest opening set of fixtures Liverpool have ever had in the Premier League. And I talked about this already about like the games that our, our rivals have played and why I'm so pleased with the way we are why we are where we are. <clears throat> and I've got them written down in front of me. And it, it, it's going to be hard to soak in in, in you know in, in audio form this, but just talking through. Let's start with City. Mm-hmm. City opened with Arsenal, which is 
fair, but albeit the first game Arsenal had played without Arsene Wenger in 20 years yeah. or whatever. They had Huddersfield, they dropped uh, two points to Wolves, Newcastle, Fulham. Then they had Leon in the Champions League, Cardiff, Oxford in the League Cup, Brighton, Hoffenheim, and then us. Um, Chelsea had Huddersfield to kick the season off, then they had Arsenal, which is a mad because that game could have gone could have gone either way. Yeah. Newcastle, um, Bournemouth, Cardiff, PAOK, Salonica, West Ham, us in the cup, us in the league, Videoton, Southampton. Nice. And I look at our running fixtures and I just think, again, how have we managed to accrue the same amount of points? Because it's not even just the league games, it's the cup games in between. Like I know Leon beat Man City and yeah, Leon are no mugs, but Leon are not Paris Saint-Germain. No. Leon are not a top table European side. No, they're not. They got Oxford in the League Cup, yeah. where us and Chelsea had each other. And they've had Hoffenheim, who, as we know, look, you know, we knocked them out in the qualifying round. They are a good side, but once again, what are they? The third or fourth best team in Germany. This yeah. is not Bayern Munich. This no, is no. not Dortmund. They're coming up against here. Chelsea are in the in the in the. The Europa League, so they're getting. To be fair, the travel times for them will have been tough. Sure, but, but you, we've seen it ourselves. You don't have to go full strength. In the no, no chance. When you're that good, you can get it. it it's relatively easy. Yeah. There is a little bit of that, and there's always that. There's always that talk about the, the the Thursday to Sunday hangover, which I wonder whether was a, a contributing factor to the dropping points at West Ham. Yeah. It could be argued. So you know, but again, I can see these both ways. I can see is that ultimately, regardless of which way you slice it, who would you rather play? I mean, look. It's a spectacle. I'd much rather be playing Paris Saint-Germain and Napoli. Yeah. But by comparison, Leon and Hoffenheim or PAOK, Salonica and Videoton. Yeah, I know. I, it, it's mad. Like, And that PSG game was a slog. Mm. And we won it in the last minute. And it made it sweeter. And I think that's going to spare us on for the future. We put that a Napoli, lot of energy into that game. That Napoli away game was so tough. We were watching it here and we were bad. But it's tough over there anyway. That's a hard stadium to go to. Napoli are a fantastic team. You're looking at the team. I, I didn't realise just how many like superstars they had that I knew. Yeah. Mertens plays there and yeah. they've got all these... Well, sh- you know, on paper, it'd be easy, it's easy to say, well, Napoli might not be considered a grade-A team. And I, I, can, I get that. I mean, historically, you know, barring the, the Maradona connection, you know, they're not, they're not Juventus, historically AC Milan, even yeah. Inter Milan, etc., However, two things, and it was pointed out on someone on Twitter, they were miles better than Roma last season, yeah. who we thought were a really good team. And the points tally that they got last season would have walked in the league on in the vast majority of Serie A seasons. They were pipped at the post over 90 points by by Juventus. So... I still, I would still contend that Napoli are a more difficult team than any than than, than Leon as as an example of that. And then you look at it, and that last that last little run of fixtures, the last well, the last three fixtures, Tom, Chelsea away, Napoli away, City at home. <laughs> it's good, that isn't it. Whereas Chelsea had, of course, us Videoton, Southampton, and City comparatively came from Brighton to Hoffenheim to us. And it's the squad thing as well. Obviously, we've bolstered our squad. Both of them sides have amazing squads that are already League fully winners. integrated. Exactly, and and that's the big thing for me is, like, they've they've spent so much money. I know we have we can't really say that anymore, which is kind of annoying. But historically, exactly. Oh, over the years, and and the the. It's the it's the mentality that winning a league puts you in. It's the mentality that having these world class players around you puts you in, and we're getting there now. We haven't won the league, but we've got we know we've got world class players in in every facet of mm-hmm. our game. Really, maybe you could argue the midfield doesn't yet, but we're still putting in world class performances. Even yeah. if the players aren't classed as world class, Milner's putting world class performances this mm-hmm. season. Jordan Henderson has, and so is Gina Vinaldum. Yeah, be cater to be seen. We've yeah. what we've what we've done so far this season. I think is we've prioritised. Every, we've prioritised the league and the Champions League yeah. and we've not, you know, look at the back end of last season when we really clicked, we wrote, because we, we did rotate, think about like the, the, the Christmas period when we rotated Solanke in for the derby yeah. and we, it, it, you know, if we'd maybe gone stronger there, we might have taken three more points there and that, that has an impact but we, we, preference certain certain games we just haven't done that so far and I'm not saying that I, I don't know enough about the, the, the teams that the, our rivals have played but such but uh, such but they have got just one or two more guys in the front three which is help which is helpful to them yeah. I mean like a Chelsea example 
the difference between I think the difference between Giroud and Morata is very is very different. There's not much difference between yeah. the two of them, to be honest. And they've got Pedro and William to rotate on the on 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 the other wing. You know? And it helps them. Hazard's been on fire. Yeah. Imagine if Hazard wasn't on fire, where would Chelsea be? Exactly. And 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 then equally the Man City thing. They've brought in Mares as cover for what was already an absolutely ludicrously yeah. potent, uh, potent attack and force. They've had Aguero available to them, which has made a big difference, mm. and they've had Jesus available to them as, uh, as well. So, I want to see, I want to see how City kick on after De Bruyne comes back in. Mm. I want to see if this, if he's, if he's the same player. Sorry, like he's going to be frightening when he gets back, and that's the big thing is when he comes back, we need to be starting to click up front as well because they're already clicking up front. Yeah, um, that. We've got our break now. We need to we need to take that, and I, th- I know we will. I know yeah. Klopp's gonna sit every single player down and go, "That's it. That's yeah. the hardest bit, and you've done it, and you're there. Let's yeah. keep going." We, we it's gonna be fascinating to see how we handle because we've got the, the the upcoming fixtures next three: just Huddersfield, Red Star, Belgrade, and, and, and Cardiff. Now, it, this is almost gone the other way. We've got the Arsenal game looming as well. Mm. But what 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 I kind of driving at earlier with that thing is. You can't preference of the Chelsea Napoli City game. It's not possible to preference any of those games. No. And as I say, it's too early to, to 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 throw in too many of the the new lads and hope that you're going to maintain the level that you that you want to be at. That's where you end up giving up something. And I don't think it worked in 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 Napoli's regard. We could have done with some fresher legs. To be fair, we could have done with Naby Keita not getting injured in that game. Similarly, Milner in the in, in the City game. Mm. But you know, let's say as an example, if that had felt if that had fallen differently and we had. The Red Star game instead of Napoli. Yeah, you go. You maybe rotate a little bit more for that game, and Definitely. you've just got a little bit more in your legs from Man City, and you can afford to be a bit more, a bit more brash. I think in that City game. So no, again, it keeps coming back. To, I think we've managed it spectacularly. Um, just briefly, then Arsenal and Spurs uh, seem to be finally clicking. Arsenal, are the form team in the Premier League at the moment, five wins on the bounce. Uh, in fact, they were unbeaten since the first two. They lost the first two, which was against um, City and Chelsea. But they lost them. So there you go. You talked before about you can give it up. They need to now catch up. They need to. They need to hope that we drop points now, and they need to hope three teams drop points yeah. to get in there. You know, and to, that's they can hope for fourth now. Yeah, I mean, it's telling that we talk about those games and that you know where they might be important. Those heads to heads, and why I think the top teams will stalemate each other to some extent is that in that in that regard, I I think where Arsenal Arsenal in particular is that. They're still integrating. They're still they're still finding the feet and doing what they do. And I think they're going to batter a load of a load of the crap teams because they've got such good players. I mean, look, yeah. they brought Aubameyang off the bench it's and he scored. What did he score? Two. He definitely scored one. Then he he was he was just a breath of fresh air when he yeah. came on because you're bringing on a world class centre forward to see a game of football out it's effectively uh, alongside Lacazette who's, who's banging them in as well. They've got they've got some really good players, but I think their good players will get them out of trouble in a, in a lot of games. But when you come against the elite of the elite, which is us, Chelsea and City, you have to be absolutely perfect. If you want to win those games, you have to be tactically perfect, you have to be mentally perfect, and and as far as the level of your players, they have to be perfect. And I think they've got this, this lacking a little bit of quality in their 11s. They're not fully integrated in terms of the tactics of the manager, yeah. and I don't think they've quite got the elite mentality at the minute either, which is why I, I, I'm not looking over my shoulder and looking at Arsenal too much at the moment I'm more worried about Spurs than Arsenal just mm. purely because you look at some of the players Arsenal have got I like the brilliant players but in terms of the work rate I just don't think they've got it there yeah. and I think you're right once you come up you can get away with a bit less work rate against the lower lower opposition you can but when you're coming up against us we are going to harry you hound you and if you don't have that, like if you're not switching on if you're not making runs pinning us back then you're getting pinned back the whole game and yeah. it's the same with City it's the same with Chelsea and I, I think you're right I, I, Arsenal have some great players and it could come back to bite us if I say that we're going to beat them but I think we will beat them and, and that's purely because our defence is better than all the other ones and if they come out and overstretch themselves like City didn't mm-hmm. and like Chelsea didn't we will just go bang there's your goal Mo Salah get your goals that you need 
side. Mane's got the space to run down the wing. And if we're clicking, look, we, we nearly scored a few counter-attack goals against Napoli. As much as we were terrible that game, mm-hmm. we had opportunities there. We just didn't build on them because the passing was terrible. Yeah. We're still clicking, even though we're not clicking. Yeah. It's it, 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 So, I, I'm not worried about any of them. Yeah, I, I, as you say, I think no, I don't think any, any team's really at true top form yet. But we also, as you kind of said very early on, in terms of the opponents we've played, the fact that both uh, Chelsea and City have played Huddersfield and Cardiff already this season, they mm. were the two weakest tides in the division, I think is a contributing factor. You know, we've got them next in the league. We do have to go out there and make sure we do take those opportunities yeah. to, to click, of course, but that's what you've got to you've got to trust that that's ultimately going to I happen. guess that's weirdly the test then, isn't it? Mm. It's seeing if we can... Do what they've done yeah. as well. Well, it's all well and good matching. You know, being, yeah. getting those draws against City and, and that are, are, are pointless if you can't match. You can't at least match in terms of the yeah. results what they've done against the, the 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 bottom teams in the league as well. Okay, then brilliant, uh, really interesting stuff. Actually, I, I, I can't believe I'm now going to wait two weeks before we get to kick this <laughs> off. Um, shit, I was open. To, I was really looking forward to winding down over the international break, and now I'm really hyped up again. Um, a few questions to get through. Uh, we'll be taking more of your questions on the subscriber exclusive Q and A, where we've got about five or six more uh, that we pull from Twitter, from our Facebook subscribers group, and from the post on the website as well. Some some of the more random and more interesting stuff. Um, but a couple later to, to kick us off, uh, Matthew. Jay Caldwell based on the progress so far this season do we go in big for a number 10 in January or has Klopp got it all under control so I've wrote down here is it worth binning off Ox and changing our system because that's what we'll have to do if we're getting a number 10 in there because we don't play a number 10 we yeah. play uh, we play a, a number 8 yeah. that's what we play so I mean yes get one in and have the option to change it round but Fakir wasn't going to be a number 10 I don't think he was going to be that midfielder who can drop back in and that, that for me is the big thing. I, I want us to go out there and buy someone like that. Just but maybe it's a loan. Maybe it's the way Chelsea have done it with um Kovacic. with Kovacic. Get someone in like that. And I know we don't like doing it, but if you can just say you're a world class player, come in and do a job for us while mm. we wait for that other world class player to come back. Yeah. Can you can uh, maybe it's an option. I, I hadn't really thought of it like that in terms of the the specifics of it being a, a ten per se, because if if we are if if Matthew, if you think that it is as a ten as a ten, I think Shakiri can do that job yeah, already. True. It's the question for me is whether Shakiri can do it, as you say, as the offensive eight. Even Bobby could do it, to be fair. Potentially as a ten. Yeah. Well, look, we saw it last game of the season against Brighton when we put Solanke mm-hmm. up top and Firmino dropped back a row, which was interesting. And I'm surprised we've actually not seen a bit more of that so far this season. Yeah. But no, I, I think as far as a ten, ten goes, we don't play with the ten. So that that's the thing. And if we did shift to that, maybe. But I do. Uh, Chris actually referenced it I think on the final word that I would like us if we if we were convinced that we needed Fakir yeah. and we were prepared to spend 50 million quid on a guy that because who brought 50, who was going to bring 15 to 20 goals from midfield it strikes me that we still need someone to do that job mm. so I wouldn't I wouldn't mind but what I still think we're in that point of the season where we're still we're desperate we do, we do this in football every single season we're desperate to draw final unequivocal conclusions about how everything is going yeah. to be after eight games of the season so much will change and and again keep referencing it back because it's so valid just look at us a year ago and yeah. look who we were and look who was playing and you know our team was was, was totally dependent at the first half of the season on Alana who all of a sudden wasn't available to us and then a Coutinho whose head had been turned by Barcelona and left yeah. um, so we've got to see we haven't seen the best of Keita we haven't seen the best of Fabinho and we haven't seen the best of Keita, uh, Shaqiri yeah. if you can just get Keita and Shaqiri more involved or up to speed in that midfield I think that will not, I don't want to say cover over a lot of cracks because it's not that makes it sound like we're in a bad situation. Yeah, yeah. I just think that could be the thing that kicks us up a kicks us up a stage rather than having to recruit. Not really related to that question, but you've just reminded me. Do you remember the one one against Newcastle and everyone's head fell off yeah. last season? Yeah. And we had the we we were literally sat there. We were doing a live. YouTube post-match show because we were trialling that out and everyone in the comments was saying we're terrible clap needs to go nothing's clicking we're not creating we're not doing anything I was like we're creating chances calm down not one of them people if you would have said in the chat if you would have said we're getting to the Champions League final and we're gonna we're gonna comfortably get into the top four. No one would have taken that. They would have called you deluded, mental. Yeah. You've got to take, like you say, let let Klopp do his job. Let the team do their job. They're good enough to do it. And uh, uh, yes, get another player in that midfield because why not? You can never have too much talent in the attacking areas. Mm-hmm. 
But at the moment, I'm quite happy with and content with the fact that these players can do it. We'll see, won't we? I think by January, we'll know clear about whether Lallana is actually... A, 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 mm. Whether we can get any use out of Lallana. We'll see what Milner comes back, like if he's had an hamstring injury, whether that starts to impact his mobility because he's getting to that age uh, as well. Which is, I mean, it's a bit doom and gloom to think of it that way but it, it is what it is um, and then we can have a look and say again how well Shakiri's integrated how well Kate is doing and, and I think well if we need to spend money I think we will but I'm not sure that, yeah. sure that we will here's the thing on that you're dead right it's very easy to speak in absolutes about the about the worst case scenario because for a start you can never be proved and, and you get to use that the Nigel Farage-esque defence of I, I just want the best I just want the best for my team yeah. so I just want the best for this country um, it's just such a wanky mentality to have yeah. look not I'm wrong with having not I'm wrong with being passionate about your football club and all that but there's enough evidence in football every single season to say that good teams get better as the season progresses good teams tend to get better in the second half of the season so it's probably too early to really pass judgment on anything that we've done exactly. we haven't even clicked exactly. our front three aren't even fine at the level they were last season and we know they can get to that level it's a matter of time absolutely um, two very brief questions to round it up uh, Mr J Blade good old Jonathan Reed, who uh, is a long time stalwart of the of the show on, on screen says what's the soundest I can't be arsed snack thinking Chris Butty's toast the whole gamut of pot noodles etc do you want to start with this one um, I, I'm i struggling with this because the obvious answer is a butty yeah it's just a butty if you're struggling for anything to eat you put something between bread yeah. either toasted or untoasted and there you go you made but in trying to make an effort to, to eat better in the last like six weeks yeah yeah bread is something that you've got to <laughs> swerve as much as possible which is mad I remember the first day you came in you were like I can only have two slices of bread today and I was like I've had three already <laughs> and, I, and I've got six to go yeah <laughs> uh, I, I mean the the obvious one's toast with butter but I'm I, so I've got weird ones here so people are going to think I'm weird right but it's dry cornflakes because that's fine why is that fine because I mean sometimes what about dry frosties or they well it's too much dry sugar cornflakes taste like fuck oh, well okay. they taste not and it's just something to pass the time with oh, right, it's so. just like a little yeah an hors d'oeuvre, I don't yeah, know. Is yeah, it an hors d'oeuvre? I know. Um, Imagine if that was an hors d'oeuvre. I know. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. Um, Would you care for a cornflake, sir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I've been a bit partial to fruit teas lately. Oh, wow. So it's just hot water with, like, fruit tea bag. With a tea bag. Yeah. And you tea. know what? It's sand. Yeah. I mean, it's better than having a beer at night. Be- okay. Because otherwise, it's a, yeah. it's a difference between 120 calories We've had this conversation three. in the past, though. Have you checked the caffeine content of these things? I have on these ones, definitely. Tom had an teas. issue where he was drinking green tea and couldn't work out why he was, he was awake till four in the morning. Yeah. It's very, very caffeinated green tea. Very caffeinated. But these ones have literally nothing in them except for, like... Leaves, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Fruit leaves, apples, because that's a stalwart, yeah. and pickled onions are good. Little, te- like, a jar of little pickled onions. onions. Yeah, I mean, okay. I don't eat them all. Got a jar of beetroot. Uh, I haven't tried that. Okay. I might try it, but okay. pickled onions are sound because you can side. only have about six before they start getting like okay. so not I'm, big ones, the small ones. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm I'm, I'm down with all that. Um, <laughs> just quickly, then Kieran and Ka, uh, who is a subscriber to RedmenTV.com, we left this on the uh, post of the subscriber exclusive Q and A from last week. Um, if you could choose who would finish in the top four this season, who would you put second, third, and fourth? So Liverpool first, obviously. obviously. Then Spurs. I want to come second. Ooh. Just because, just give them something. Oh, sure. Uh, Wolves, third, because, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, they deserve it. They're, yeah, they're, why not? Yeah, the sound. And it'll be uh, Cody up there as well. Oh, yeah, a bit of Colin nice Cody, Captain sorted. Cody. And then Everton, fourth. Wow. I want Everton to do well. I always say this, and I always get to stick off loads of Liverpool fans. But you know what? And Evertonians, because they, they don't want your sympathy, Tom. They don't want it, but I want them to do well for them but always be so much further down than us. I'm happy for them. I mean, this is the difference. Unfortunately, fourth gets you straight into the group stage, doesn't it? So there was something incredibly amusing about 2004, 2005, yeah. and after that, where they they got hot balls in their mind yeah. out of the uh, out of the qualifying rounds. Uh, I think they got Vill- Villarreal in yeah. qualifying. Yeah. I want to give them something. Just give Everton something to. to yeah, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. That would shake the status quo. I'd not really yeah. thought of it that way. I, I I'd like to pip City. In the most heartbreaking mm, fashion for them, nice. possibly because of the whole like like that Aguero winning the league moment yeah. is the is the one of the most iconic league wins of all, of all time. It's great, yeah. and um, but you know, so they've had that, and I wouldn't mind. 
I just wouldn't mind seeing us seeing us pip them because that'd be fine. And I've gone. It's probably more realistic. This Chelsea. I've. The, it's the lesser of evils of Spurs finishing beat, pipping Arsenal and Man United to top four because I don't think finishing fourth does anything for Spurs yeah, at this yeah. point. I think Spurs stay Spurs. And they're going to... I mean, if they finished outside of it, they'd maybe have a, a, a real question mark over Pochettino, but I don't mind Spurs just staying there, that just level, being a yeah. thing, and also finishing above Arsenal when they're now doing videos on Arsenal Fan TV. Sorry, AFTV. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, for, um, they've got... Um, the doing videos about the banter era being over, and now I'm happy for the banter era to continue for oh, a bit. That's going. fine. Um, I won't watch it, but keep it going. Well, look, Robbie's got to keep the extra wing of his house fully staffed. I'm still uh, not going to watch I'm it. I'm so sorry. I'm only, I'm only, I'm just playing to the lowest common denominator <laughs> there. Like, um, and yeah, Man United because you know Man United fourth. No, I'll, oh sorry, God, so, well outside. I was going to say my word. United can finish tenth as far as I can. But give then I mean, if United get fourth and keep Mourinho, and then uh, I mean, he, they'll they'll have got fourth, but then. He'll Man United. Going down, Man United's know. next game is against Chelsea. By the way, um, if they could, if they could do everyone a, a solid there, that would be good. That would be absolutely delicious. I'd it doesn't be all matter over what that, they do now; they can beat everyone, and I'll be happy as because long as they stay comfortably behind us. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be doing the subscriber Q and A in a second. Questions from John Cook, who asked us to pick form eleven former Liverpool players to bolster our bench and squad, but they've got to be in their current conditions. Uh, Todd Bell, what songs to play in the game before the game? in the match stadium yes <laughs> in the ground with George Sefton basically and we get to pick some song uh, what's the worst song you can cope with for one of the current Liverpool players I have a great one for that so yeah definitely worth tuning in for um, ranking Liverpool's greatest centre forwards thoughts on Naby Keita's time at Liverpool so far designing Liverpool kit and we've got an American gladiator slash you know gladiators I guess uh, MMA style contest to put together at Anfield featuring current and former uh, Liverpool and Premier League players going head to head um, basically there's a very good chance Mourinho's getting twatted everywhere um, so yeah get over to redmantv.com sign up I, I, again it's free for the first month so if you want to try it out please do come across as a very exciting times a brand new website coming next week hopefully because it's, it's got to be tested oh, yeah. um, but it's looking dead good perfect time to sign up we're giving you as much value as we can eke out of this uh, it's £5 a month thereafter uh, if you don't like it you don't have to pay it you can just see what you get and you can go back to the archive and, uh, and have a little experiment with all of that good stuff as well anyway we shall see it over there um, for us it's going to be instantaneous for you make it as instantaneous as possible by going over to redmentv.com walk on